Shepparton, are you ready to go-go? The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour comes to your area of planet Earth. Saturday the 18th of June 2022. Riverlinks Westside Shepparton. All the greatest 80s hits and memories. Get your tickets for a ripper night. www.rewind80smixtape.com.au See you soon guys and thank you so much for your support. Woo! Do you want to funk? I always want to funk. Oh, what an opener, mate. Mate, I wasn't going to do this as the opener, but I thought, nah, you've got to, mate. So fucking cool. It's like coming in out of the fucking elevator. Yeah. You know? Where's the room? Where's everyone? Yes. Fucking here I am. Fucking bang, I, bang. I've done this in my band for 10 years. Oh, really? And it's a ripper. Because yeah, you can have song. the band go for 12 hours before <laughs> yeah, you actually yeah. enter the stage. Yeah, yeah. Because this white woman going to sing this beautiful, amazing <laughs> voice and they look at you and they go, oh, this will be no- this will be interesting. Yeah, Sylvester. Yeah, best voice in the fucking world. Yeah, and sort of one of the, I guess, earliest, uh, well, not earliest sort of uh, gender benders but. but he would have been. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you look at sort of Bowie doing it, but this was like proper like gender yeah. bender. It was like. Is this a dude? Is this a chick? Yeah. You know? Falsetto was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. How and cool. only died at 42. Oh, is 42, that right? yeah. Bloody hell. He was very young and it was really sad. But his music still lives on. And and this week we're talking about nightclub drinks. Nightclub drinks. What we used to drink in the 80s. In the because 80s. As we found out, as it was reinforced, 
not a lot of them are left, like in the bottle shops and stuff. No. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll just head in and get some 80s drinks. But there, there's no. not. Like the drinking landscape has changed, mm, you know? It has changed. It's got a bit soft cock. Yeah. It was a little bit lolly though. Mm. But I've made you a Madurian lemonade for the show. Lovely. Do you like it? Yes, I do. Hey, by the way. Mm. I'm Jay Jovi. I'm Sammy Hardon. And, and this is the 80s montage. Yeah. We're just getting straight into the drinks. Yeah, fucking smashing so, it. So Midorian Lemonade was my go-to drink at Chase's nightclub. Beautiful. And I would hear, do you want a funk and thought my shit didn't stink <laughs> when I was drinking my Midorian Lemonade. Did they do the cherry in it like a like a Japanese slipper oh, or whatever? It depends how the bar guy felt about you. If he mm. wanted to shag you, he'd stick in fucking everything, mate. Ah, yeah, put that in yeah. there. Yeah. Do you lovely. know um, our mate Bill Jackson Martin was a bar boy at Chase's? Oh, was he really? Oh, could you imagine? Oh, God. Oh, he, he was only up. a baby. Yeah. He's only yeah. 17 or 18. But, wow. Uh, yeah, so Maduring Lemonade, I think it still stands up. Really does. And I think I had a Maduri at um, Chase's not long ago. To be oh, honest, yeah. Wow. I saw somebody else getting one. And I was like, "Oh yes, I love Midori." It's very camp. Midori is Japanese for green. Wow, it is Japanese. That's right. Mm. So with a Midori, we used to see. I started clubbing. I'm really the only one in this cast that was clubbing in the '80s. When you think yeah. about it, so Pretty we. Much. You know, we have the Illusion Shaker as well, which was Midori. Oh yeah. Vodka, lemon juice, and ice, and that was fifteen bucks to get an illusion shaker. Oh wow! And that had probably you you'd do shots, so you'd get six shots glasses. Right. They'd set it up on the bar for you and tip out the illusion shaker. Yeah, and you just fucking it was fifteen bucks. In those days, was nothing, yeah, but it was expensive yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would sit there and just have a shot of the Maduri shaker. Yeah. And then we get another one and another one. We went through it like mental. But it sort of went into the 90s as well. Yeah. Because I was at the tail end of 89 when I started, well, when I legally started clubbing. I started clubbing at 14. But but, uh, the Maduri uh, illusion shaker. And there was also the Japanese slipper. Yes. Which was orange liquor, lemon juice, melon liquor. Which is obviously the dream, um, the Maduri, mm. and they put in a honeydew melon ball, like a, you know how you used to make the melon balls yeah, from yeah. The, one of those things, and they yeah. stick one in. Yeah, and uh, I really love Maduri. That was my go-to drink. Yeah, yeah, they've got some beautiful liqueurs, but like obviously the the, the green one was the most popular, you know. Yeah, that's right. Green was very big in the eighties, and it was fluoro green, so it sort of went with the mm. whole. 80s period, you know. Yeah. And they'd put um, what's the ones? What's the one with um blue um, curacao or whatever it is? You know the the blue. Yeah. They put blue with Midori and it make it like really yeah, sort of iridescent. Yeah, that was huge as well. Yeah. They'd make a lot of cocktails with the blue caracoa stuff, mm. yeah. which I can never pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it was a milky drink with the blue caracoa or the oh, cream yeah. and all this stuff. But, look, I wasn't a huge change of the drinks. I mm. used to go Madurine Lemonade a lot, Bacardi yep. and Coke. Yep. But it's interesting to see, like, bottled water sort of came in around this time as well. Yep. You never really could buy bottled water until the nightclubs brought it in. Evian. Yeah. Evian, yeah, that was it. And you used to get really pissed and go, oh, can I have an Evian water, please? Yeah. Because you were smashed. Yeah. And also your drink card went a lot further in the 80s. Mm, mm. So you hear a lot about my club days in the 80s and we were always there three nights a week. Yeah. 
We're yeah. in the clubs, you yeah. know. Yeah. Especially when you're at that age and you want to just go. And I think clubs were a bit more exciting in those days because yeah. fashion was in. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't some guy in a tracksuit trying to get in, and mm. you, you also had to look really cool. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you put some effort in. You put a lot of effort in. Absolutely. So we're going to look at a whole lot of different drinks. There were, and you know, drinks that were called like slippery nipples and stuff that we would never call them that now. No, nah, because nah. it's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. There's all of that. Oh, just like cocksucking cowboy, sex, sex on the beach, fucking. What's the other one? Like a long, a long, slow screw up against the wall or some shit. There was heaps of them. Heaps of them like that. I don't know, but I think we Quick were fuck. a lot sexual in yeah. the 80s. It was all about sex with mm. the drinks. Now it's really, oh, no, you can't say that anymore. Might you offend know. someone. That's right, but we, mm. we had no problems in saying, can I have a slippery nipple? Yeah. You know, which was awesome. So if you were clubbing in the 80s or 88, 89, you're probably my age and it was an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. You started drinking for the first time. Mm-hmm. Even cigarettes were different, you know. Yeah, like yeah. we we smoked Kent and St. Moritz. Oh, that's right. And Peter Stivelston and, and stuff like that. So the reason I got onto this t- subject is I went into my hairdresser during the week, Edward, who I used to dance with at Chasers, mm-hmm. and he's – the girl that works for Edward, Rachel, he, her her uncle is Peter Balakis who used to own Chasers. Mm. So she's actually related to the man oh, wow. that used to own it in the 80s. Yeah. And we were just talking about club drinks and I went, oh, my God, this would be a great subject yeah. for the 80s montage, 80s club drinks, you know, and listen to a couple of songs that you would have heard in the 80s at nightclubs. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. So do you want to play another track now? This band for me... Were 1989. Yep, yep. And they were the fucking shit. Have a listen. Awesome. Back to life, back to reality. Back to life, back to reality.
Good uh, track. Oh, great. And you can, because it's sort of 1989, you can hear all the sort of drum and bass influence starting to come in and, yeah, love it. Yeah. Soul to soul. Soul to awesome. soul. I saw these guys live oh, do their great. thing. Where? Uh, would have been the Sports and Entertainment Centre. Mm. So they came out maybe 91. Yep. And we all went to see. I actually snuck in. It was one of those concerts. I, or did I get tickets and they were really shit seats and somehow I got up the front. I can't remember. Oh, wow. But um, it was very easy to change your seats in those days mm. because no one had the balls to really do it. Yeah. So when I think about all this music, especially the vocals in a lot of these songs tonight, this is really where I started learning how to sing more so than the commercial stuff. Yeah. Like there were such great voices with these songs like Karen Wheeler obviously was huge mm. and the face to soul to soul as well as Jazzy B. Yeah. Um, which I call my cat sometimes Jazzy B <laughs> because I love Jazzy B and he was always a DJ and he would do the DJ and then they'd have the full band. And that used to freak me out that they brought a whole percussive drummer, mm. four vocalists and everything was quite live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible because it had that soul, soul mm. to soul, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they still work today. Yeah, wow. Which is incredible. But ah, awesome. soul to soul were groundbreakers. Yeah, I gotcha. think. And we've never really brought them up. No, nah, no. Nah. At all. No, nah, you know, no, nah, I, I love them. I love them. Yeah, really, really cool. You're very lucky, lucky to have seen them live. That's great. Yeah, no, they're amazing. So, I, wh- where was the sports and uh, sports and entertainment center? Is yeah. like where we did that wedding the other day across the road. Oh. Um, just the normal oh, yeah, thing yeah, in the yeah, middle, yeah, yeah, like Olympic Park. Olympic. Sort of. No, 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 no. Double. What's the double AMI one now? Amy Park. Amy Park. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah, across the road. That yeah. used to be Sports and Entertainment Centre, ah. and then you had another one across the road, which I can't remember what that was, but it was made out of glass, I mm. think. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was where all the concerts were, and they were that big. Like that holds maybe twenty thousand. Yeah. You know, in those days, that was a lot of lot of people mm, mm. and they were a club act. You only really – they started getting on the TV and stuff but they – if you went to nightclubs at around 17, 18, you heard so much Soul to Soul. Yeah. And they also had another song called Fair Play which I fucking used to love. Oh, wow. Uh, and he used all different vocalists. Yeah. And none of them were shabby. They were incredible vocalists. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at these songs today because some of them are from all through the 80s mm-hmm. and – It's sort of where I come from. Like when I look at a lot of these singers that are high energy singers as well, I just think to myself, if I hadn't have heard this stuff, I would be like kids today that think they can do this range and that's it, you know. But if you could sing this shit when you were little, Mm. you could sing. Yeah. But if you couldn't, you went to lessons because you were like, fuck, I've got to learn how to sing like this, you know. It was a lot easier to know where you could go vocally in those mm. years. You know, nowadays it's here to here. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, soul to soul. So another drink that we're going to try later on is Malibu and pineapple. Well, I get it ready now. Yeah. All right. Get it ready now. I'll do it really quickly. So we've we've um, started to think that the Madurian lemonade still stands up. I think that's beautiful. Fuck yeah. You know, Madurian lemonade, please. And I think it used to cost $3.50 to get a Madurian lemonade. Like it wasn't that expensive. As a dancer in a nightclub, especially with chasers, and I used to work with Edward 
and my friend Lani and I think it was Sarah, Edward's sister at the start, we would get a $100 drink card. A $100 drink card in 1988, 1989 was like getting $1,000 in drinks. It just unbelievable amount of drinks was a $100 drink card and that was part of your job. But we shared it amongst the four dancers and it used to just last forever. We were spastic by the time we came out of the nightclub. I remember crawling through of like a fog machine, like a smoke machine in those days and crawling out of chases and them sacking me and me looking up at them and pissing myself laughing and going, see you next week, I'm in heaven. And I crawled out the front door. Like we could not do anything wrong at this venue, you know. So it was interesting but we'll play another track which is a really cool track by Pamela Stanley and if you are a high energy lover, you're going to enjoy this. Have a listen. Hiding Pamela Stanley, 1984. Never heard that before. Oh, my God. Yeah. We were coming out of hiding at Chases yeah. and trying to pick up every week. <laughs> and it was like, boy, I've been watching you. And it was just everything you felt as a teenager. Like, oh, yeah, does he love me? Does he love me not? That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're always upgraded in the nightclubs in the 80s where you went after the hot Dude. Yeah. But the hot dude had another 20 chicks after him yeah. as well. Yeah, cool. So it was a bit fucking rough. Especially when I I didn't have a great self-esteem with men when I was little. Yeah, right. Even though I was a dancer, I didn't feel like I could get in. Like it wasn't like when you're in a rock band and you think you can get anyone yeah. in front of you. Like yeah. there's a smorgasbord of cock and pussy. <laughs> yeah. and when you're a dancer, you kind of had to have this – coolness about you that you weren't available kind yeah, of Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just that whole, oh, what's the word? 
Just sort of like untouchable. You had to be untouchable. A bit more, yeah, like from a yeah. movie. You know, yeah. when they put nightclub scenes in a movie, yeah. and the dancers are just bitches, and yeah. the door bitches are bitches, and they were bitches yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. some of them were. Yeah. Uh, very good. Now we're going to try the pineapple Malibu. Yes. See what you re- <laughs> see what you reckon. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like it. Stir your your Malibu in a little bit, like with your finger. Oh, really? Yeah. How classy. Because it'll be all down the bottom. No, and then I can taste go. it. My, I used to oh. – my mum my used to drink Malibu and Coke Yum. and it used to turn my stomach – like the, the smell and the taste of it because, you know, you have a bit of a sip of your mum's drink and blah, blah, blah when you're a kid. The smell and the taste of it. <laughs> like Malibu to me is like drinking um, fucking sunscreen. Yeah. I don't mind it. But it's there's something – oh, it's very, very 80s taste. Very 80s mm. taste, yeah. Everything was coconut, wasn't it? Yeah, Even yeah. men's dicks had coconuts hanging <laughs> from them. They had bigger balls in the 80s, I think. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that coconut smell and everything was right through everything. Like it was a big – it was like a fragrance. People would put like yeah. coconut smell on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell like a fucking ice cream. Very surface paradise. Very, Being yeah. fingered in the spa shit. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you would make a pina colada with mm. this shit. Yeah, that's right. What else would you make with Malibu? You've made drinks before. Do you yeah. use this much? Um, I, I don't use Malibu. I, I, when I'm making pina colada, I use Bacardi, which is oh, a, yeah. another big sort of 80s one. Yeah, 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 love um, it. And I use uh, coconut cream or coconut milk yeah. um, and fresh pineapple. Like fresh pineapple like fucking makes it, you know. Mm. Um, you know, you juice it and so forth. But, yeah, love a pina colada, fucking love a pina colada. When you go – because it's sort of, I guess, connected to, cruise. you know, going on a cruise and stuff. Or going to Queensland, yeah. going to Fiji, going to Bali. It's a all summer really, drink. Yeah, all really big sort of eighties, eighties activities. Mm. So it is. It's a big. It's a big eighties summer drink. That one. Malibu. I like it. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably throw up at the end of the night. <laughs> but it's good to have an eighties drink and talk about this stuff because I don't reckon I've had a Malibu and pineapple since the eighties. For ages. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. I've got to admit, this is nice. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like so a poor man's sweet. pina colada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. We were pretty sugared up in these days. Oh. No wonder we were running after cock yeah. all the time. Absolutely, fucking, fucking sugared up to the shit house. Yeah, big, big crashing fucking hangovers the next day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because and that was another thing we used to do in the eighties is we didn't stick to the one drink. We mixed our drinks like no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one, yep. you might have a Bacardi and Coke, mm. Madurian lemonade and then they'd have happy hour specials, you yeah. know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You'd have whatever the happy hour drink was. Yeah, if, if, if you were at a sort of, I think it was Cafe Clico had to, in Melbourne used to have happy hours. Chasers not so much. Chasers mm. used to just charge like a wounded bull. Yeah, yeah. But in those days it wasn't that much. It was only three fifty, I think. Yeah, wow. Three fifty, four fifty for an expensive, like yeah. a black Russian or something. I remember seeing, being a kid and seeing on the sign cocktails being $5 and that was expensive. Mm. That was like, oh. Mm. Now they're fucking 20 bucks at the yeah, cheapest place. Yeah, that's right. Horrible. So expensive. So um, this next one is Sunita's mum. Everyone knows and everyone's excited. Michael Brown, let's have a listen. 
Love that track. Yes, very much so. Very camp. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there were so many men in a nightclub. Yeah, right. So little time. Yeah. But you're always stuck on one. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. real good at having about four or five loves. Really? I wasn't looking for a new love, no. No, no. But uh, great track and I just found it empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. into a nightclub and hearing these women Sing about men, and it just resonated with you when you were that age. Yeah. Now, would all the men dance in a nightclub? God, yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. could dance, you got laid. Yeah, if right. you could dance, uh, you. I mean, Edward was a dancer. Yeah. He could dance. Yeah. Like, but Edward was. Uh, he was a hairdresser full time, so he used to go from hairdresser to dance club nightclub dancer and then we would leave at five and he'd get up and go back to work. Yeah. And then we go out the next night. So we would just go three or four nights without sleep. Yeah. I used to sleep because I was full time whatever I was fucking doing. Yeah. And I used to stay at his house and sleep, but he would go to work and do a full days of hair. You know? And in the eighties they had hair shows and shit like that and and stuff happening with colour and all that bizzo and it was very high fashion. You needed to do fashion shoots and photo shoots yeah. and the latest sort of hairstyles. It was all about the hair. Like it was so experimental. So about the hair. Yeah. You know, and Edward had really long hair down his back. Mm. And if you went to Chase's, the first thing you looked at were the dancers. Yeah. I did see a dancer's. I went to Chase's for the first time when I was about 16 mm. and it was a bit whiter that night. When I say that it wasn't fat, which was about R and B, it was. Yeah. And this one chick had a bikini on, and she was dancing, and her tit came out. <laughs> and I remember going, "Oh my god, her tits out!" She just put it back in, fucking oh, yeah. danced Off away. She went. Yeah, which yeah. is good because otherwise, you know, you're at the men's gallery, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But she was very, very. I mean, it was interesting how it changed. Mm. But fashion was big. Yeah, yeah. You know, but those songs were, were great. And were women sort of like, were women sort of forward? Would they like approach guys and? No. No? Nah, oh, nah. no. It always had to be the dude. You'd stand there and wait for them to come to you. Yeah, right, right. Or you didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about men that much. It was more about the dancing and the drinking yeah, yeah. and having a good time with your mates. Yeah. I think we're still, I think in the 80s we weren't as, um, Dependent on a partner. Yeah, yeah. Because we were young, right? Yeah, yeah. Nowadays I see 18-year-old kids committing so hard God. and fucking getting married or wanting, you know, they've already put the hard word on their fucking partner at mm. 18, 19. We were creative and we just wanted to fucking dance and, and look cool. Yeah, yeah. And come home and do it again the next week. Mm. And it was more about 
the thrill of the chase than actually being committed to someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really – we weren't co-dependent. Mm. I was never co-dependent. I, I'm still not. It must be something that happened in the 80s but I just feel – it was very rare to see a couple. Katrina Knowles was around the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was very on her own and she had this one guy that she dated for a while. Can't remember his name. But we all had sort of partners in the end but nothing that you would go, I'm going to marry him. We yeah. never even went to that extreme. Yeah, right. Yeah. We talk about music and fashion and, and stuff like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Totally different time. Mm. But, yeah, no, it wasn't – look, you know, I think – I was thinking about it today, you know, with Tinder and stuff like that. It's really fucked the live music and the nightclub scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Having that oh, shit God, around yeah. now. Because it's sort of – that's why those scenes were so electric is because, yeah. like, that was your mating ground, you know. Like, that, mm. that's where you sort of – that's where you did all your mating, all your mate selection and, you know. And you had to meet someone organically. Yeah. Different yeah. time. Yeah. And then they'd go and buy you a drink and they'd usually offer to buy you a cocktail or stuff like that. Yeah. Silver's was another nightclub in Turak yeah. that was fucking. I used to work there. Oh. <laughs> fucking old cunts that used to come out of the walls at Silver's yeah. and try and pick you up when you were 18. Yeah. I used to run out of there with my hair out. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Taffeta was big too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. they all sort of had no money but acted like they did. Mm. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Silver's was more like an older playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase's was the young, sexy, hot yeah. playground. But, yeah, interesting times. I think now that we've got social media and stuff and it's easier to pick up something, Yeah, it's it's sort of taken the fun out of it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I could do it, to be honest with you. There's there's barely any chase, you know what I mean? No. Like a, pff, yeah. You just go over after Tinder. I've met people that have gone and met Tinder pla- Tinder people and their flies are already down ready to be, you know, their dicks ready to be oh, sucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not even a conversation nah. here. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at least ask their star sign, nah, just fucking whatever. That's you how know? the gays do it. Well, look, in those days they really didn't. They they had to meet organically. I yeah, used to go to Three it. Faces and stuff like that. I did a show at Three Faces. We released uh, uh, with Havana Moon actually. We released oh, Josh really? Abrahams I think produced it. Raining Men. Yeah, right, right. And we were in our – it was early 90s, sorry. Yeah. So we were in the plastic PVC pants because George Michael, too funky, had come yeah, out yeah. with all the girls and big fluffy jackets and stuff but – Different times and it's a shame that kids nowadays don't actually get to organically meet someone or you don't learn about yourself as much. Like you had to learn about your own personality. Am I needy? Do I have to stand off and let this guy come to me? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to be more assertive? Like it was Mm. all this, it was like a jungle. You had to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays it's really basic. Yeah. You're just with someone to be with someone. Yeah, right? that's right. You know, yeah. I've met couples and I go, you two don't fucking work mm. but you're with each other because you need to be with someone, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right. We didn't have that yeah. in the 80s, you know. But let's yeah. play another track. Awesome. This one is from the 70s but it just reminds me so much of a fucking cool, hot, sexual track. Here we go.
You get me hot, Jimmy Bowhorn. He was horny for a Bowie horn. 1979, so we just miss out. But all this stuff that's late 70s and early 90s, oh, no, sorry, late 80s, what am I trying to say? We still listen to the late 70s disco stuff in the 80s because it was fucking amazing. Like, and that's sort of a mix of, I don't know, Jimmy Bohorn, You Get Me Hot. It's sort of, um, I'm trying to think of the band it sounds like that that everyone would relate to. Um I'll think of it later, but anyway. Mm. Uh, very sexy song and we all just loved it. And we used like to just Sly dance. and the Family Stone? No, that kind of thing? no. Casey no? and the Sunshine Band. Oh, yeah, right, right. Very Casey and the Sunshine Band. But Jimmy Bohorn was a great singer and had a couple of singles and they used to just put in songs like that from the 70s that would go with the night. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Fuck yeah. Did you ever go to a club in – no, you wouldn't have in the 80s. Um, not in the eighties. Uh, the the big song. What, I forget what year it would have been, but the I remember walking into a nightclub when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. and the song that was playing was uh, "Cream" by Prince. Yeah. Oh God. So, yeah. That was very late. Yeah. That was really late. That would have been ninety two. Yeah, ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Something like that. I went to that gig. I went to that concert. Yeah, right. And right. then we went to the warehouse after that gig because there were – you'd always hear rumours where Prince was going to go yeah. and it was the warehouse. Yeah. But the only one we saw – I did meet – I did see Prince though. The only one we saw was – the warehouse was Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. And they were cunts. Yeah. Just bitches. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, mate. Yeah. You know, just say hi or smile. <laughs> you know, just bitches. And then one Diamond of them ended up Diamond and Pearl. They weren't very they weren't very nice. Mm. And uh, I don't know. They're I guess they're models. working for Prince. Yeah, models. yeah. One of like them ended dancers. up in Melrose Place for a little while. Oh right, okay. I remember seeing her and going. Didn't one of them famously have an affair with Kiefer Sutherland when he was going out with Julia Roberts. Have no idea. I think so. Wow. Yeah. 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 But uh, I did. Meet the band at Chappelle's, Prince's band. I met Michael B on drums and the keyboard player. Can't remember his name. Mm. Used to do the head flicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the white one. The The white white one, yeah. He was was a bit of a bitch too. But it was when we – when I was doing a band called Colours at the Metro, Tony Cobra's band, Prince came up Mm. And he sat upstairs with a lollipop and you could go up and just look at him. Yeah. But you weren't allowed near him. Yeah. He used to just continuously work in his head and listen to the music that was going on. fuck yeah. But that was around the Cream Mm. days. Yeah. That was a huge album for him. Was. It was sort of a bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a bit of a comeback. Absolutely. Not that he really went away but he kind of, he was doing, he was doing a lot of solo stuff, Batman, you know, around that era. Um, and it was really, really synthy. And then after that, he reformed a band, which was the New Power Generation. Yeah. And and he was once again sort of heading a band, you know, not so much a, a solo. Yeah. Even though it was always Prince. Yeah. But it was yeah. more like Prince and the Revolution. So it was, you know, more sort of. Um, it was it was a bit of a bit of a comeback for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Get Off was huge. Yeah, that's right. And we used to play that in a cover band, and I remember the band walking in when we were doing that. Yeah. 
and thinking, oh, fuck, should we really be doing Prince in front of his band? But yeah. it was the hottest shit out. Yeah, fuck you know? yeah. Oh, easily. The hottest stuff out. But uh, let's do this one. So this one is another high-energy track and this is – I didn't want to do your typical nightclub tracks that you kind of used to hear songs that you didn't know at nightclubs. Mm. And it was all the underground stuff, especially yeah. the high energy stuff. This one is one of my favourites as well. This chick is amazing. Have a listen to this one. Yeah, very exciting. Very yeah, well, that was the thing. Yeah. They were very moody songs and mm. you're like, I'm Cinderella. Oh, my God, she's singing about me. <laughs> you know, Betty Wright, uh, 1985. Mm. Was Cinderella, were they a, um, was Cinderella a Stock Aiken and Waterman No, 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 no. Betty Wright was um, a, like an R&B thing. Yep. 1985. There were a lot of other high energy producers mm. around at the time yeah. that used to produce this stuff, but the singers they got were incredible. But I'm just going to read out a couple of, like, there were jelly beans in the 80s. We had a drink called jelly beans. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fuck Which yeah. was exciting. I remember that. Yeah. But um, there was a couple of drinks that came in the 80s called Sub Zeros. Yeah. Sub Zeros were fucking huge. Yes. They came in. This is when mixes started coming in because you couldn't, yeah. like, you know, you always bought your spirits. You know, people would have them on the rocks, they'd have them neat. They'd start mixing them with like, you know, soda and so forth and then sort of mixing it up. So you wouldn't just have it with cola, you'd have it with like lemonade or orange or squash or whatever. And then sort of, you know, that developed into. Uh, mixes and it's all mixes today. Well, Sub Zero used to have with a cucumber slice. That's right. Or a cucumber, like long cucumber thing, mm-hmm. and that would change the taste of it. Yeah. Apparently, that's what my friend said yeah. at the uh, at the, the hairdressers, and she would know because she used to be at Chasers all the time. Mm. Um, Lambrusco was huge. If you went out for dinner, yeah, you have Lambrusco. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten so drunk on that shit. Yes, yes. And it was like even in the 
even in the 90s, it was like four or five bucks a bottle. It was yeah. nothing. Yeah. Sparkling red wine. <laughs> yeah, it was good for your heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lemon Ruskies. Yes. Very big. Ruskies. Ruskies were huge. Fuck, I, I haven't threw heard up that on for those. I threw up on those all the time. Yeah. Vodka started to get smart and started yeah. to do a whole lot of drinks like that, you know. We'd have drinks in test tubes. That's right, yeah. So you'd get your test tube on the bar yeah. with whatever you wanted or whatever. Yeah. Um, Uzu shots, Ozo, is it Uzu or Ozo? Uzo. Uzo shots were huge, yeah. Uzu and Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Brown Brothers, is it Spartless Alexia, white wine? Fruity Alexia and stuff like that. I don't know. It was something that. Brown the, Brothers like in a box, yeah. Brown be, Brothers. Being like fruity, re- fruity Lexia and all of that. I was gonna cool buy, yeah. I was gonna buy that, but I didn't want to commit to the fucking four liter. You know, well, four I've liter got enough majority to last me a lifetime now. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, so I sent you a message going, I send you a photo of the Maduri, but if I pick it up, <laughs> yeah. I'll drop it on the ground. <laughs> anyway, I ended up dropping it on the ground. Oh, fuck. In my bag going, oh, fuck, am oh, I going to have Maduri all over my bag? But it didn't smash. So oh, the good. bottles are good. Yeah. I only you know? committed to a, a small bottle of um, of uh, fucking, what is it? Malibu. Malibu, but um, we'll get through it. Yeah, no, absolutely we mm. will. Yeah, but interesting times and you just didn't. You caught cabs everywhere as well. Yeah. We didn't have Uber obviously, so mm. cabs were expensive. I used to get a cab from Chase's nightclub at 5.30 in the morning because mm. it used to shut at about 5, 5.30 yeah. or maybe 6, I can't remember, to Clayton. Yeah, Which right. was at least 60 bucks. Oh, forty five bucks. Yeah. It was a fortune. It was a fortune. And my cabs dad would be going to work. were expensive in the 80s and 90s in Australia. Well, they were. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Needlessly, Because my grandmother didn't drive. So yeah. we used to cab it everywhere. Yeah. To yeah. Southlands. It was 20 it was, bucks. It was like a bit of a posh thing to do was to get a cab, you know. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't get public transport, especially at that time mm. of the morning because it wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, you'd stay at your friend's house that lived near the club. Yep. Lani, who I danced with, used to live around the back of Chasers, so we would just walk home. Mm. Well, she'd drive because she only lived around the corner. Yeah. And we, because we drank so much but we danced, we kind of got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. And in those days when you're that young, you can do whatever you want. Well, they had, you know, breathos came in, like breathalysers only came in. Yeah. Fucking what? In yeah. the In the, yeah, very late 80s, if not early 90s. Yeah. Proper sort of breath tests and everything. Yeah. And another thing nightclubs had was food. So no, if you right. went to billboards in the 80s, there was a whole what do you call it, Bay, Bay Marie of chips and fish right. and chicken nuggets. Like they really made sure they fed you. For people to spew up. So that you could drink. Yeah, Because yeah. they worked it out. They thought, well, if they've got a full belly, mm. they'll be able to drink more. Yeah. But then it became a public liability thing years ago, years later. Right. So yeah. it was sort of a good thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a ruling that if you left a nightclub and you were drunk and you got killed or whatever. It was the club's fault. Club's fault. Yeah. I don't think that happens now. Well, that's how your sort of RSA came in, which they're very strict about, which is responsible service of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Very strict about it in Australia. We were talking, um, we went out with a friend of ours who um, is from was from Sunshine 
but he's a big um he's a big stills photographer now like he's he's got like four portraits in the um national portrait gallery in canberra he makes film clips he makes ads and he's sort of based in between sydney melbourne and la mm-hmm. uh his partner lives over there and we were sort of him and I are the same age. We, you know, although he he uh, grew up on the same street as Mika, like literally wow. two doors down. Yeah. So he would have been you know ten years older than Mika, but um, um, you know, there's this sort of coincidences, different coincidences between the three of us. And he, you know, a lot of his life is in LA. He was really reflecting on that, and he was just well. I think he got he we had a drink. He got a Negroni. I got a. Fucking Frangelico on on the rocks, oh, and right. Mick had got a scotch. You wouldn't have even known that the Frangelico and the scotch was in the fucking glass under the really? ice. That's how much. Whereas his wow. big sort of you know Negroni with soda and fucking this and that, yeah, it was, you know, looked like a normal drink. And he said he looked at our drinks. He was like, I feel sorry for you. like that is ridiculous. If you were in the US, that would be like. Three times. Yeah, and he's a wog as well. So yeah. we were all like, fuck, not a wog shot, is it? Like it's, yeah. you know, it was barely there. And, yeah, Australia's become very strict with that shit. It's weird. What photography does he do? Stills photography for uh, TV shows and films and oh, stuff. Okay. So he yeah, does yeah. production stills for yep. for TV shows and stuff. Yep. And that's how he got into directing ads and directing film clips and all that kind of thing. Because the guy that made it really big in LA did all the ferns and shit from Queensland and sold all that shit. Oh, yeah, right. Over there he was like, I think he's, can't remember his name, but he is huge over there and Mm. a friend of mine works for him. Yeah. He started shooting nature from Australia and he has his own gallery over there and I just wondered what he did. But yeah, film stills, that's great. This guy's like very much... um, People like you know, really focusing on people, people of different walks of life, and um, he I, I, I won't say his name, but but um, he is uh, has directed a new big uh crown casino campaign, Crown Hotels, which is about to come out very soon. So keep an eye out for it, everyone in Melbourne. Oh, hope he mm. gets paid it's for that. Very them. sexy. Oh, god, he got paid for it. Well, it, it was like crown a crown is just about month. to go under. Oh, yeah. It was it was um it was like a six month job for him like yeah. making this this ad campaign. I think there's three or four ads yeah. in the cam- campaign. Yeah, beautiful. They're like short films, like yeah, really right. really beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking crown, mate. I mean, they weren't even around in the eighties. No, no. We never went. Was to... there a casino in Melbourne in no. the eighties? No. no. Weren't it's even strange, pokies. isn't it? Wasn't even pokies. That was a big draw card with. Uh, Gold Coast because they had Jupiters, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. big draw card. We didn't have it in Melbourne mm. and we didn't have pokies. Yeah. As soon as pokies came in, the live entertainment stopped. Fucked everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. now the machines are paid back because it took 20 years for them to pay the machines back. Mm. Now they're starting to get live entertainment back. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time. Well, now it's – now they they could see what was happening and that's like – you know, they'd just replace the band room and, and fill it with a fucking yeah. big heap of pokies. And now to be able to get a gambling licence, you have to put on live music. So I have no idea but it was just I remember it happening and thinking, fuck, here we go. Uh, so restaurants started to put on entertainment, you mm. know. 
and uh, duos and trios and that's the way they sort of got around it. But yeah. no, Melbourne was a lot more fun yeah. without the casino there because yeah. it was just, I don't know, I, I worked at the casino for 20 years but we took Rewind 80s in there about seven years ago and I fucking hated it. In, in where? Casino. Oh, casino yeah, right, right. The Groove Bar. Yeah, it's and a because, weird vibe. Because we were competition to fucking, you know. This one and that one. Fucking, no, it was fucking, what's that his one. name? <laughs> yeah. The puppet show, we got kicked out. Yeah. Because it was, and then just fucking, I've, I've known of people to be electrocuted there as workers and they just <sighs> shove it under the fucking carpet, yeah. you know. I so I couldn't give a fuck about Crown, but <laughs> good on him for making money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now uh, I've got another night. Oh, no, I've got a commercial now. Hey. This is funny. Let's have a listen. Look at what there is to do here. If you thought it fun before, well, now there's so much more. Take a ride on the mighty Krypton. Taste the food and play the games. Try your luck, chase after fame. Grundy's at Surface Paradise. Wow. I loved Grundy's. What was Grundy's? The big water slide. Oh, okay. It's Surface and right. that had a little recording studio in there. Oh. little stage for dickheads to perform on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went into my first recording studio in Grundy's mm. and I sang, She works hard for the money. Yeah. I did that and I did uh, Sweet Love by uh, Anita Baker. I loved Anita Baker. I loved Anita Baker. Oh, fuck, I loved her. Mm. So I did those songs and I think it was like 50 bucks to do two songs, which was a lot of money. Right, right, In 83. It would have been 83. Yeah, Yeah. 83. And then all of a sudden Grundy's, I think some – Kids put in some razor blades between the fucking. That was the myth, wasn't it? That yeah. was the myth. Yeah, they used to have one in Cairns as well in the city, sort of close yeah. to the Esplanade yeah. called Waterworld, and I used to fucking love it. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, yeah. So no, they good. pulled it down, mm. Camel Avenue. Yeah. So there were no studios. There was no real eatery anymore, and mm-hmm. it was just really boring when you went back as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Because that centre of Surface, Cavill mm. Avenue used to be so electric. God, yeah. And then you grew up and you went, mm. I remember they had oh. um, Ripley's Believe It or Not there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't yeah. care about Ripley's Believe It or Not, but I fucking loved the water slides. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of you have probably exciting. been on that if you went away for Christmas, you know, God holidays. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we'll get on with another track that I used to drink. What did I used to drink? I got into um, Lemon Ruskies. They used to get you smashed. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like lolly water. You've got a Midori Rusky over there. Oh, yeah, I have got a Midori Lemonade I'm doing. (laughs) I'm going to pick – oh, now this one's a classic nightclub tune and it's by Shannon. We started dancing 
Love it. Nineteen eighty three. Cool. Is it really? God. Mm. Sounds like later, doesn't it? It the, does. The, the the beats are really fucking cool. Really advanced. Yeah. Let the music play by Shannon. Really cool track. Just mm. really good fucking club songs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that you could dance to and stuff. But going on to uh, a lot of the cocktails were named after 80s culture as yeah, well. Yeah. So you had the B-52, mm-hmm. which I think was named after the band. from. Nah, it was named after the plane. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like a B-52 bomber. So it was like a slippery nipple. Yeah. And it says here named in the honour of the band that made Rock Lobster first Serious? famous. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they were huge the in plane. the 80s. Yeah, oh, they were They were big. Um, That's Matt Mavis's favourite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was about them because you're looking at a time where the Love Shack's just about to come in. Yeah, you yeah, You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of shit and they had Rock Lobster. Blue Lagoon was named after yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's right. Blue Lagoon and uh, that was named after the movie, of course, yeah. with Book Shields and Christopher Ratkins. Yeah. Very cool. Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah, I remember them. That's not named after fucking Harvey. No, Weinstein. <laughs> that's, that's, that, if it was named after Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, it would be a Harvey actress banger. Right, that's yeah. right. Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein cocktail. Yeah. Bang you against the wall. Yeah, stir it That's with his I'll dick. Do. Yeah. Long Island iced tea. That was sort of big in the nineties yeah, as well. They were big. Tequila sunrise. Tequila sunrise. Tequila like sunrise, sunrise were really big. Yeah, that, and and a lot of these were, a lot of these were seventies and became even more popular in the eighties. But especially the fruity ones that they were eighties. You know, Bucks Fizz was another one. That's right. Named after the band. Don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. Pina Colada. Yes. Like a cosmopolitan B-52 Pina Colada. Mm. Thanks to the band for the same name who were topping the charts at the time. Yeah. So that would have been around the land of make-believe, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Because that was their biggest song. Bucks Fizz had a fucking drink. Do you believe Bucks it? Bucks Bloody hell. Alabama Slammer. That's right. That would have been more American. Blue yeah. Hawaiian was a big one. Yeah. That would have yeah. been blue caracoa and the cream Pineapple and all that bizzo. <laughs> 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 I can't stand the ones that they actually put cream in. Yeah, <laughs> no, they did. Everyone thinks that you put cream in a pina colada and if people are making pina coladas with cream, they don't know what they're fucking doing. It's it's um coconut cream. Yeah, look, I reckon there would have been a lot of <laughs> crappy but bar guys would have just made their own ones up as well. Yeah. Because they People used to know. have specials. Oh, and that was the thing. Yeah. Mm. Like every you barman would like want to be really sort of experimental and like try this. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Or they try and make up their own yeah. sort of thing and become legendary. Yeah, you signature know? signature cocktail. When we did our print special at the cherry bar, we um the boys made up a cocktail called Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yeah. I don't know what was in it. I think it was Sailor something, Sailor Jack or some shit. But it sold. Manganese. Because it was like purple, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, interesting. And it's a nice, like people don't theme shit like that anymore. No, no. You know, we're going to have a Madonna theme night and have maybe a cocktail called Have a slippery nipple. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that. It's really, really nice. This one's called a material girl. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it'll make you feel like a bit of material yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah, you'll wake up with a bleeding arsehole. Mama, <laughs> <and laughs> mama, makeup. <laughs> I was dancing around. I was just dancing around and then my bum was bleeding. And Madonna pisses herself off. I love it. I would too. Oh, she's such a bitch. I would too. I mean, but she's then, lucky like, to get then a she bum pulls bleed. it in because she's on camera and she's yeah. like, oh, no, yeah. that's really awful. Yeah, 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 I know. Who so else laughed? Funny. Everyone was laughing. The, the black guy that told her, remember? <laughs> was the black guy Mama, Mama, makeup. And she pissed because she was so annoying, that she. <laughs> she was like someone that shouldn't have been on the tour. And it would just going to happen to her. It you would know? have done. She would have done Madonna's head in. Because remember, they met everyone's mothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I think it was Donna or Nikki's mum. I think it was Donna. Yeah. And Donna's mum starts going, "Don't make me over." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We and should then do it better. Oh, that's along. yeah, yeah. You know, like Ella my Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah. Fucking my man. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in case you need a chick on the tour. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no. Oh, she was a fucking up. nightmare. That yeah. chick. Oh my god. Curly hair. And because she would have been trying to like keep up with all the dancers. She would have been bragging. Like they yeah. said on the movie, she yeah. was bragging. I was in Madonna's makeup and yeah. I was doing Madonna's team and then that yeah. would have been it. They <laughs> would have thought she wasn't for but, real and raped they her. fucked her up the ass. Yeah, that's oh right. God. Horrible to say, but Terrible. it was the fucking early 90s, mate. Oh, Everything went. Fucking hell, Bloody mate. hell. Speaking of a great song, now this song, um, <laughs> oh, my God, my bum is bleeding. <laughs> we have. It's too bad. Isn't that 1990 in bed with Madonna, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. I think That'd it be is. a funny special to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Truth or dare. Yeah. Truth or dare. Warren, you pussy yeah, man. Yeah, Warren, hurry up. Oh, my God. Remember Warren. Yeah, fucking Warren. All she did was whinge at Warren. <sighs> Just the best movie ever. If you get stoned, you can watch it. And I used to piss myself She was laughing. actually so beautiful. Like, yeah, at she that was. Time. She was. She was gorgeous. Yeah, no, Remember, no, she used right. to say, money makes you beautiful. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Mm. She used to do all that stuff. I loved it. Yeah. She used to dance around on the bloody so fit. couches and shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this next one is by the SOS band and it's a fucking ripper. This was the first song I ever sang live. So this is how much I love this song. It was the first song I ever sang in front of a crowd. Oh, wow. Live. Like, ah. not, uh, like after school. Like yeah. I did stuff at school but not really that much. But uh, this was the track.
fucking what a song. Great song. Wow, so sexy. Just Be Good To Me by the SOS Band, 1983. Mm, yeah. But still played in the clubs in the late 80s. Yeah. And they did they remix it or cover it in the 90s? That was Dub Be Good To Me That's by the Dub fucking White Honkies. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it was shit house. It made me sad mm. that that version came out. Yeah. Some fucking pigeon-toed cunt dancing <laughs> Janet Jackson fucking shit. And going, like, shut the fuck up. Why ruin a good song? I know, it was so fucking sexy as it was. Oh, exactly. So I used to go down to Cafe Turak, which was in Turak Road in Turak. There used to be Cafe Turak and Cafe Venice. Mm -hmm. I was the biggest club slut or whatever. And James, who was a friend of mine, and his brother Jerry would, Vince would take me, these are the pseudo boys after pseudo sort of split, um, they would take me down and I'd sing this song. And they programmed it fucking amazing because – in the late 80s, programming came in with duos and trios. Like mm. it was just, you know, you do your piano bar stuff, which was piano and voice. And yep. then people started programming the tracks mm. and putting them on MC500 and the fucking thing would be coming out yeah. like an orchestra. Mm. And I used to get up and sing and I used, I remember getting really nervous and getting dressed up in my leather miniskirt and and Chinese collar fucking top and I had permed hair and I'd get up and do this one track. They'd let me do this one track and I was just 18 and it was Just Be Good To Me and I just fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. And people loved the song as well. Yeah, yeah. And we kept that program for many years after. I can't believe it's 83. Yeah. It sounds so modern. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. You could release that now. Yeah, you could. In fact, you could. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would be like um it I think um Princess was big as well. Um Princess Stock Aiken and Waterman. Uh what was the fucking Princess track? It's sort of similar to this but no, not really, but it was Save Stock Aiken and Waterman. It made yeah, them money. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can't remember the track but anyway, mm. that sucks. Uh, that's the drinking. But, <laughs> yeah, Just Be Good To Me SOS Band was a fucking club favourite mm. for a lot of people that went out to R&B nights. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they did fuck it in the 90s with that fucking <sighs> God, thing. God, yeah. That'd be good to me. That'd be good to me. Oh, so, so, so annoyed. Jam hit, bars Yeah, yeah. Jam donut. This is jam hot. Is it though? It's really not. <laughs> yeah, let the public decide. Absolutely. <laughs> we should do. Oh, I thought of another show, Cowbells in the 80s. Cowbells. Songs with cowbells with in cowbells. them. with cowbells. They're fucking Very everywhere. Good, they are. They're everywhere. They are. I love really it. Really prominent, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Absolutely, and I think that could be a, that could be a winner. So we'll do one more track hit. Now this is um, 1978, but if you didn't hear this in a nightclub in the 80s, you went to the wrong nightclub. And yeah. it's uh, a really good track. It's in Will and Grace as well. It reminds me of Will and Grace's track, but it is called. Oh, I'm just going to play it anyway. <laughs> What you find 
Cheryl Lynn, to be real. 1978. See, really? That's really cool production wow. too. Fuck yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely, you know. Such a sexy song. Yeah. To think that, okay, so you got late 80s, 89, in about six years' time, people are going to start taking a shitload of drugs and just drinking water. Mm. That all these drinks and cocktails and all this glamorous stuff that you had when you're in the 80s is fucking not in anymore. No, yeah. Because people are dropping E's or yeah, fucking, they don't want to have sugar. No. But they won't mind fucking, you yeah. know, having whatever chemicals. Oh, as long yeah. Because it doesn't put weight on you. And they're all anti-vaxxers now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Fucking, oh, look out. Yeah, Because yeah. I don't know what's in their body. Yeah, Fucking, yeah. well, what was in your body in the 90s, you dumb yeah. cunts? shelving shit and fucking. That acid trip on fucking paper that you <laughs> paid for. Uh, yeah, so it was interesting because water, when it came in in the mm. 80s, it was almost like good timing because that's the only thing they could really charge for. Yeah. When people were on the disco biggies. Mm. You know? Yeah. So there was really no money in it no. anymore. Yeah. You had to either get a $40 ticket to get in, mm. which would make up for you not. But, I mean, I th- I reckon clubs in the 80s, the drinks at the bar would have been 60, 70 grand a night. Fuck. Wow. Easy. Fuck. Easy. Incredible. You know? Yeah. Because they had three or four bars. You're looking at venues with an upstairs bar. Yeah. A middle bar mm. that has three bars in the middle. Yeah. And it's just cool to drink yeah. in, the, in the 80s. Yeah. It was a drinking culture. Well, okay, was... maybe 60 grand is an exaggeration. But I know we make 16 grand at our gigs when we do South Meringue, for instance. Yeah. That's a $16,000 night for that bloody venue. Yeah. Because yeah. they tell me. Mm. And something like Chasers or whatever, the Metro, my God, there were bars everywhere oh at that shithole. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Like you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then water was the only thing people drank a couple of years later because they were off their, t- off their tits on disco Yeah, bikers. yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's a little look into the nightclub scene and the music and the drinks. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Love it too. Yeah, what fantastic. It would have brought back some memories for a lot of people that went clubbing in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, for real. Lazars or Lassiters. Yeah. God, there were so many nightclubs. We went to uh, Alice Springs on the weekend. We did. Just, speaking of Lassiters being the casino up there. Yeah. That, was, um, that would have been nostalgic for you because you did a residency at Lassiters, didn't uh, you? I didn't really like the residency I did. I no. wanted to come home. Yeah, yeah. Because I was only 19. Mm. So it's – I just was scared. It would have been very rough. I mean it's rough now. It's so rough. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, it's good to do a night because yeah. that's it. Yeah. When you yeah. go for a night and you do a show and you then you just go to bed or whatever. We should have just gone to – we should have just stayed in the hotel. Well, we had to eat, you know, and I don't know. I thought, like, it might be fun to hit the town. The fucking <laughs> locals thought it would be fun to hit the fucking side of the <laughs> divvy pop. van with an empty beer bottle. <laughs> Mate. Yeah. And, like, screaming at the coppers, like, ah, fuck, you yeah, know. Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. Big alcohol problem up yeah. there. I actually, when I went up at 18 or 19, I did get very – I nearly turned into an alcoholic. Mm. And Dallas said to me on the way home, she said, look, I want to go back, but which we are because we're going to go back to Alice. But how did you do eight weeks there? Like I, yeah. I just it just would have changed you as a person. And I yeah. said it did. Yeah. 
I was an alcoholic yeah. eight weeks yeah. to get yeah. out of there. And we did six nights a week so we really only had one night off. Mm. And then we'd go to the Gap and we'd go and watch the other band because you'd yeah. befriend all the other bands because yeah. you were all insane. Out of town there. Is yeah. in and performing. Yeah, mm. that's right. But, no, we still had fun and we'll be going up there again. Mm. It's December. beautiful. Like it, yeah, it is, is beautiful. absolutely beautiful. It is. Love it. If you like that thing, you, if you yeah. like that kind of thing, it's it's – Arid, you know, like it's like rocky and red, and but like really, really Australian. Like, yeah, desert. Loved it. Yeah, I saw like rock wallabies and lizards. Yeah, and we were there for one night. You know, yeah. so we're going back this weekend to Uluru, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. that'll be amazing. Yeah, there's um, uh, we're doing like sunrise tour to Katajuda, which which is like they used to call it the Olgas. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yep. so doing that because there's the Olgas and there's um, Uluru. Um, and so we're doing a sunrise tour on a different day to Uluru. On a balloon? Helicopter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, they've <laughs> yeah. really moved up in the world. Yeah. I think so we, the only offer we present. got was a balloon. Mm, mm. Like a like a balloon that went up in the air on its own. Yeah. What do they call yeah. them? Hot air balloon. Hot yeah. air balloon, yeah. So we, um, we're also uh, checking out the – they have the lights in the desert. Yeah, that, beautiful. That exhibition. So we're checking out that and then I think we're – fuck, I think just lounging by the pool looking at yeah, Ayers no, Rock. Yeah, that's you know? right. No, it'll be beautiful. It's pretty hot. I gonna... did go and stay up there for a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Maddie, um, very expensive restaurants up there, but oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, God, what else are you? Do gonna you know? Eat? I when we stayed at Lasseter's years ago, when I went up there, we were eating in the restaurant every night at mm. Lasseter's. It's meant to be a casino, you know. Like yeah. it's fucking shithole. Yeah. Anyway, I found steel wool in my food, oh, and it was really sharp. Oh, and. I nearly ate it. Now that could have fucked with my vocal cords for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that was the, I never ate there again. Oh. But yeah. Not a the, very good garnish, is it? Not really. And I remember when we were up there, I think the, the casino went into receivership and oh, they shit. were taking the owner, linking the arms with the owner and putting him in a divvy bag. Oh, it was fuck, just all happening. Serious? Yeah. But I still really, I love going anywhere and traveling and gigging. Yeah, yeah. I love could it. Could be anywhere. You know? Could be anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Very exciting. Thanks for hanging in for a happy hour. Yeah. 80s Club Drink. That's right. That's our episode. We happy love you guys. Hour. We're going to be talking next week about the year that was 1989. 1989. And I haven't told you what this subject is, but it's mm. very funny. Oh, fantastic. You're going to hate it. To it. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, fuck it, Al. Yeah. There we go. Well, good on you guys. Thanks for listening. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write us a little message in the comments and become a subscriber on as many platforms as you can. We're on over 10 platforms now. So follow us on a few because different ones come out at different times and helps us with the ratings to be yeah. honest. Also become a Patreon for as little as $1.50 a month but for $10 a month you get the extra episodes. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And we'd like to thank Qantas for losing half our fucking instruments. For fuck's sake, what's going on in Australia at the moment with the fucking planes? We still haven't found our sax. Yeah, our sax is missing. There's going to be a local fucking up there busking with Uh it when we go back in December. I know, right? Bastards. Yeah, look, the airlines have really got to get their shit together. But they're blaming the punters. The punters don't know what they're doing. Bullshit. We we did everything we were fucking meant to. Yeah. Yeah, we got there fucking two hours before the flight. Yeah, exactly. Surely they can get it right. 
Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, this is the first holidays out of, you know, lockdown where people can sort of go abroad, go on holidays interstate and all of that. Of course, you know, it was going to be fucking busy, but typical stingy-ass bloody airlines don't want to put, like, holiday staff on, do they? No, and I think because we lost JobKeeper, Mm. a lot of people were losing their jobs because they couldn't afford to keep them on. So now they're kind of blaming the government for that. 100%. And making sure that like JobKeeper wasn't available. Maybe they should have had that a bit longer and then we wouldn't be, all this shit wouldn't be happening, you know. That's right. Not very well managed. There's an election coming up though. Oh, that's awesome. Can't wait for that one. Well, good on you guys. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.